welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Um, good, man. I'm a, I'm a man on fire right now. You're damn right. And uh, we're here to talk about a movie that's actually, I mean, an episode that's pretty wet. Not a lot of fire, it's a lot of water. Uh, we're here <laughs> to talk about the episode. Um, what? No, I just always think about the Chappelle show skit. Um the Wayne Brady one where he's like, Oh, oh. Dave, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> yes. Um, we're here to talk about six feet under the sea, uh, which is an episode about, uh, the ocean. Um, and, uh, the, the Pacific, the mighty Pacific, you know it well. Oh, don't, don't I, don't I know it. So we start off in 1987 where Sean and Gus are on an aquarium field trip and they have a plan to sneak away from the rest of their class and ride on a dolphin. Um, and they think that they got it all mapped out, and Henry's dad, sorry, that Sean's dad Henry is not there because he's supposedly sick. So they're like, we're going to ride a dolphin. But there's a problem. There's a wrench in the works. Yeah. Um, Henry was uh, faking being sick, you know, mm-hmm. typical child's uh, uh, gambit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he shows up, and he catches them in the act of, you know, staying behind and trying their own thing. And, you know, unfortunately for Sean, he left a, a bevy of evidence that he was going to, not a bevy, yeah. but he left his little map behind showing their little route to get to the dolphin. And, you know, Sean's, I guess Henry expresses disappointment in him. Yeah. Um, and it's not about lying to him, but it's about uh, making it more of a challenge to catch him lying, which is an interesting way to teach your kid a lesson about something. Yes. So then we cut to uh, Sean and Gus are, you know, getting out of the car and Gus looks dressed up for something and he kind of being a little meek and he admits to Sean that he was lying. There isn't actually a burglary at a finishing school. Um, there, it's a funeral and he asked for a finishing support. school. It's like, I think like a manor school, like where I, I think it's like where young people go to like, I actually, I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I, I want to say it's almost like a Southern Cotillion type school, but I mean, what is a finishing school? Yes, teaches young women of so, uh, social graces and upper class cultural rights. Yeah, so basically never something super retrograde. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of this. Something that like if you have a friend who says like that their parents sent them there, you know that they have bad parents. Um, and so they go to the funeral, and Sean doesn't know who it's for. He's trying to figure out. It's like aquatic themed. It's like is it for Jack Cousteau? Um, uh, and he's looking at photos, trying to see what it is, but. It's not a person. Who is it who's dead? It's um, a sea lion named Shabby um, who became a local celebrity over the last year or so, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he had been rescued by the aquarium. Um, I guess he was around the sea or something or mm-hmm. in the ocean somewhere. And unfortunately for him, within, within I don't know. Not, he died shortly after being released back in the wild. I'm not sure how long he was uh, yeah. with them. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know, I think I mentioned this once on the Monk Pod that in my local area growing up, there was, of course, Snooty, the famous manatee who died under suspicious circumstances at the age of 69. Rest in peace to Snooty. We'll get that. A manatee lives at 69? Yeah, little 69. Yeah. God damn. He, uh, he lived in, in captivity the entire time. So, uh, I think that that was part of it. Um, the oldest living manatee, um, shouts to Snooty, um, yeah, I remember wow. I signed a petition in 2020 to get a Confederate monument in Sarasota torn down and the Snooty monument put up. I don't think it ever happened, but it really should. Um, wow. But anyway. 
Where is this in Sarasota County? Sarasota, Florida. So not okay. literally where I'm from, but it was the closest. Like, um, I, I, I mean, I, I met Snooty is what I would say. I, I definitely have seen Snooty up close. Was he I nice? had seen. I mean, it was there's glass, but I think generally, I mean, manatees have such a good temperament, which is why they die so much because uh-huh. like they're really they don't they don't have any natural predators, and so like it's a pretty notable thing to um, and there are a lot of laws to prevent manatees getting hit by boats because the number one killer of manatees is bolt propellers, like. Above everything else, yeah, it ha- um, both because, like I said, they have no predators and they're but they're just aloof, they're just aloof and dumb. Um, one of my great things I hate in the world is that it's illegal to touch one because I would like to give one a hug. Um, because uh-huh. they look very huggable. Of all the animals in the animal kingdom, they're pretty high up on the list of ones that are huggable, right? I mean, I'd say so. I don't think I, I've only been to an aquarium like twice in my life. I mean, I've actually seen a manatee just in like my cousin's backyard in like their canal. Like it's they're that common in Florida, in, in Southwest Florida because it's the estuary. Like it's uh, yeah, they're really common. They like brackish water. Anyway, shots of manatees, big fan always. Um, we had we actually had to save the manatee license plate for a bit because Florida has a lot of vanity license plates. Anyway, um, Randy Labate is there, who's an Animal Planet guy, um, and he talks about how he was the last person to see Shabby alive. Uh, I feel like this Randy Labate is. Obviously, the joke would be he's like Steve Irwin, but I feel like he's more of a Jeff Corwin type. I don't know if that jives what, what his vibe. If you, or if yeah, you remember okay. who Jeff Corwin even was. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, it's just so funny how these guys tend to wear like khaki shorts. I guess mm-hmm. that's the uniform. Um, okay. It, do I have this right? Was that Jefferson from uh, Married with Children? I was I'm too young for Married with Children, but I'm, let me look up and see if uh, it is. I, because I recognize him and his voice. He just had that scum. Yes, he was. Yep, Ted McGinley. Okay, I. What's the other McGinley guy? John C. McGinley. I don't know if he's really. Okay. No, he doesn't look like him, so I wouldn't. Assume. I mean, yeah, but uh, Jeff and Stan Van Gundy don't look anything like. Yeah, no, they're not related, but still. Um, that's the example I was going to do. Is I, it's actually I in my mind I have a thing called the I want to open the thing the Nate and Rob Cordry Hall of Fame for act for uh, siblings who don't look anything alike. Um, and of course, the inaugural class will have Jeff and Stan Van Gundy in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's very true. Yeah, uh, as as like anything with pop culture ephemera, I have thought this through. Um, so he was the last person to see him alive, and he returned him to his home. And yeah, I, so Sean and Gus are going up. It's an open casket, which is a very funny visual just to see a gigantic sea lion in a casket. Uh, yeah. But Sean makes a uh, a troubling discovery after um, Gus gives a little speech. Yeah, he sees like a little bit of like a mark on um, on like his flip his flipper. Uh, is that what a it flipper? Is? Yeah, it's a flipper. It's a flipper. Yeah, and now he concludes that maybe Shabby was murdered. Um, yeah, yeah. And so um, a woman. Pulls them aside, uh, whose name is I forgot to write it down here. April. Well, April. Um, and so uh, pulls them aside, and Gus thinks they're getting thrown out, you know, because he's gotten thrown out of PetSmart, of Santa's Village, a Salvation Army. Um, and so she is asking him what he means by that. Um, and you th- of course, you think they're getting thrown out, but obviously, she actually she's suspicious too. Correct. She uh, she believes that he was that yeah something's going on there, and she's apparently seen suspicious things going on at the aquarium. Um, but you know they can't talk there, so they got to go over to Psych HQ 
And um, so that's where they're going to meet next. And we see Gus is still wearing his same, uh, whatever he was wearing at the funeral. He's dressed up and he's Mm -hmm. cleaning up the office. Uh, Clearly, he's trying to make the place more presentable because he is, I guess, interested in it. Yeah, I mean, it's if if there is an attractive woman in an episode, you can be sure that Sean and or Gus is going to be trying to get with them. It's kind of, it, it is. It's I, I think that's a little bit annoying because it feels very mid two thousands. Um, but they then have an argument over who called her, which is like very two thousand four, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Sean says that because he touched her, by you know, they touched that that's calling. Um, but then he's like, Sean's like, no, I back off. But Gus is saying, oh, but that's because you don't want to, you know, like that. It's it's a petty thing. Reverse psychology course, shit. Yeah. Too. Of course, she then comes in uh, once they're having this argument and talks about some of the strange things that have been going on. Yeah, essentially, she was in charge of Shabby's rehab. She was a former employee at the aquarium. And well, we don't know uh, that's former yet, but yes. Yes. OK. Yeah. Um, but they. One of the weird things that she noticed was that they moved up the date of him being released by six mm-hmm. days. And it mm-hmm. seems to be because it was because Randy Labeda was going to be involved. Mm-hmm. The aquarium had made a personal appearance deal with him and um, he wanted to be the one to release Shabby. Uh, you know, April disagreed. She thought it was a little too early. I don't know what six days would have done really in the timeline of all this, but um, no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a quiet release with a photographer, a very intimate affair. And mm. uh, unfortunately, Randy Labeda's uh, fame led mm-hmm. to that not being the case. And not only that, no aquarium staff were allowed to be present. So mm-hmm. it's fucked up. Yeah. And so she says that she needs them to get into um, – uh, well, he says that he needs to get into Randy's office to get you know the logs, which were locked up, to, you know, so you can psychically read them. And so she says, oh, yeah, I can get you in tonight. Um, and so we cut to them at the aquarium after hours. Uh, and Sean is wearing sweatpants, apparently. And uh, a, he stole Gus's lime green jacket, which Gus says is only for players. And um, April takes him over to a big rock wall. And they're like, is there a door somewhere? And it turns out that uh, she actually got fired. So she has to break them in by giving them a boost. Um and so, uh, yeah, it's it, 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 she has the code for his office, but she can't get them in the, the front door. Um, so it's all surreptitious. Yes, um, <laughs> I did like that when Sean when they're mm-hmm. going over what they're wearing there. Mm-hmm. Um, that Sean or Gus mentions that the green lime jacket is only for players, which is mm-hmm. like not at all what Gus no. is, but. All right. No, but he thinks he is. And then Gus points says, says that if you know if it wasn't wet, he could scale the wall. Um, <laughs> which is, right. But anyway, they get a boost up. We don't see that because it would probably be hard to show. Um, and uh, they get into the office, and um, they uh, get in, in the view. office. Got a sick what? view. It's like a, like, it's like yeah. a bond. It's like a bond villain office. Yes. It's like surrounded There's by a like, glass uh, pane that yeah. it leads to dolphins. And I know I mentioned it before. Dulé Hills, hello, <laughs> is always so, especially when he says it's something that's not human, because he just goes, hello. <laughs> Has he done it before this? I, I don't know, but I think so. But it's definitely when I think of, hello. <laughs> anyway, anyway, there are two laptops. Uh, it's like, you know, when someone has two phones, you know, they're hiding something. And uh, one of them is just all GPS. There's nothing else on it, which is a little suspicious. Um, yeah. And then they find the ship's log. 
Yeah, but uh, before they close the lap, the first laptop, Sean notices some coordinates on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they go through the log and they realize that Shabby was actually um, released somewhere other than when he, where he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be San Miguel Island, but things didn't work out that way for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So they start to hear a bit of noise. So clearly there's some sort of like night watchman mm-hmm. or somebody going around. So they decide mm-hmm. they need to get the fuck out of there. So mm-hmm. they do. But unfortunately for Gus, Sean has some unfinished business. Yes, he tears away his pants because he is wearing tearaway pants. And he has a bathing suit underneath, and he is going to try to ride a dolphin, which like is really bad. Like that's a thing that like I want to hug a manatee, but of course I'm joking when I say that you really shouldn't try to ride a dolphin. That is really bad. <laughs> like you definitely will hurt the dolphin or you. Um, you know. Uh, but anyway, Sean's kind of sneaking around trying to avoid security. He finds Shabby's cooler. And uh, see, get some herring, and the dolphin starts making noises, and he's trying to shut it up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Gus finds him, and then Gus tries to feed the herring, and uh, it's at this point that um, they get caught by the security guard. Yeah, what was this whole reference about? Pa does not love fa. What does that even mean? I probably, if I take a guess, I would say some uh, maybe flipper. I but I've never watched flipper, so I couldn't tell you. But I'm that would be okay. my guess. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, Vic is mad at them. Why? Where was she? Yeah, she's pissed, you know, because they got arrested for breaking and entering, and she was at a Phil Collins concert. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a fan. <laughs> yeah, you know, if that it totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, for sure. And also, like, I'm, I'm not. I would never call myself a Phil Collins fan in particular. If someone's like, "Hey, I got an extra ticket to the Phil Collins show," I would go. Why not? You know. Yeah, um, he's got some fucking bangers. He does um, have bangers. That's the thing. Like, he's got more bangers than you remember. Because he's yeah. got everything. From, he can play anything from Genesis. He can play the whole Tarzan soundtrack, and then everything in between. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I would definitely be very pissed if uh, if I got pulled away from a yeah. Phil Collins yeah. concert. Yeah. And not only that, but she had like a fucking VIP like backstage yeah. pass, so she wasn't just shle- uh, slumming mm-hmm. it with uh, with the people. In exactly. The um, and so they're she they're trying to you know make excuses, but then April comes in with Jules and you know takes responsibility, says that. Uh, th- she led them to believe she was still an employee, and you know they were acting heroically, and it's clear that her and Jules have hit it off. You know, which kind of makes sense. They have very similar energies. Um, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, they say, you know, poor Shabby. We could all learn from him. And Jules decides that she's going to take charge. And Vic just doesn't want to be. She's like, whatever. I got to get back to the bowl. If I miss against all odds, you know, you're all dead or whatever. Um, yeah. So now we get Lassie showing up and he's mm-hmm. disappointed. They've already been released from their arrest. And mm-hmm. he's he's bloodthirsty. He sees blood in the water, so to speak. Exactly. And yeah, he's he's I guess he's uh, he's still horny for solving crime because apparently he got cucked badly on a case. Yeah. Uh, involving a seaplane. Is it a seaplane? Yes. There was a there are diamond smugglers that he chased down to a plane in a, and they couldn't follow them because it was a lightning storm. The plane was the Razzanante. And um, he's basically mad about being cucked by that. So he's trying to solve a case. So he asked them who the victim was. They say Shabby. The last name is Vassalion. Who's a pin, uh, he's a pinniped and black, and they exhume the body. And this is we get a great cut to where you know Lassie realizes it's a uh, sea lion and yeah. is really pissed. Yeah, so he's a sea lion and he's on the autopsy table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, you know, it got a little bit dark. I mean, I wasn't expecting to see it out of the, uh, you know, coffin. But so they go through it and like they ask the autop- autopsy person, op- the op- medical examiner, 
like yeah, medical examiner, like if there's anything suspicious. And there was flat reef coral in the fur, which Lassie's less than impressed by. But Gus reminds him that, uh, you know, sea lions are they're very skilled yeah. in the water and they wouldn't like get caught, which I don't. I mean, it's got to happen I, at some point. I mean, yes, I think also it also I, that you know they probably wouldn't be swimming that close to the reef. Um, and also on top of that, there is a empty piercing spot and um, there are some fibers that are from a net. Uh, and so obviously Lassie's like this sea line clearly got stuck in a net case closed. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. But, um, you know, Sean's kind of worried that he might be right, but they need to do some due diligence, um, you know, to go out to the reef. And so we cut to we meant I forgot to mention earlier that Henry has a new boat and wants to take Sean on it. Yeah, he's got a new boat. Uh, they go check it out. Doesn't look like it's a new boat. Clearly, he bought it from somebody. But you know, no. I mean, you yet. know what they say about owning a boat, right? You know what the two best no. days of a boner's life are? The day they buy it and the day they sell it. You're damn right. <laughs> that okay. is a thing that I've heard. Actually, heard it. Like that is a because I, I I mean obviously there's a lot of boating in the Pacific, but in where I'm from is very much because I'm literally from like a big estuary, you know, so it's a ton of boating. And that is a thing I've heard many people say in earnest. It is a, every person I've ever known who has owned a boat has wanted to sell it at some point. It's kind of the, it's the worst thing to own because it costs so fucking much to upkeep. <laughs> I guess um, it's like a timeshare. It's like a timeshare, but the thing about it that's really annoying is that, like, it's like you own a timeshare that is constantly getting water damage. Because, like, it's not just that it has to, it's always in the water, so it's always having, you know, any small issue is, an, is a big, uh, costs a lot of money. Anyway, um, so there he's teaching him how to use the boat. And then once Henry gets off the boat to try to, you know, get it off the dock, uh, Sean speeds away and he thinks that, um, he's doing it to, uh, to, he's like, he thinks that he's using reverse psychology, but in actuality, Sean just being a stinker because Henry, because Henry doesn't want to go out to the reef because the reef is a restricted area and no shit. Um, and he'll lose his license if he does. Yeah. Lose his license and possibly his boat. So they head over to the reef, and at this point, I, it must be the farthest reef of all time because it takes them all fucking day to get there. Because by the time I mean, they well, get yeah, there, that, I mean that's not as is that that crazy that it would take that long to get out to a reef? Uh, yeah, isn't it? I guess reef you're right. Yeah, it's on the like continental shelf. I guess. Let me see. Let me yeah. look up how big the continental shelf is. Pacific continental shelf. I can't imagine it's like far out. I'm looking. Um. It's it's honestly pretty far out. It goes pretty far. It, it goes like actually, I couldn't. I can't estimate, but it, it goes it goes farther out than I thought it did. Because, but obviously, I don't know where the reefs are. And guess what? I don't think the writers did. I think they just made it up. But anyway, it's late at night, and um, they're looking for the reef. And uh, Sean gives Gus a. Did you write down the don't be or no? Don't be uh, something of a black forest ham. Don't be exactly half of an eleven pound black forest ham. Yeah, so five and a half pounds, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily for them, uh, they know where they're going just because Sean memorized the coordinates from Lebeda's office, so there's a whole little thing about smiley, winky faces, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My question is, I've never been on like a small boat like that. Um, Mm -hmm. How the fuck do they have enough gas to get there and back? I think they they generally have a lot of gas on them. I mean, I've been on a small boat like that, and I don't, I've been on a small boat like that for six plus hours and gas was never an issue. So I actually don't think that that's that big of an issue. I think that they actually hold a lot of gas. Um, I'm not sure though. I see. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like I, every, I've been on boats that size probably 
seven or eight times and truly not only once was gas ever an issue and that was they did wasn't already filled up so if it was filled up like if it was a new boat i think that they would and you usually also have gas underneath on board you have like tanks so yeah yeah i would imagine that's the case but also i don't picture them as being super true true i guess that didn't bump for me but maybe i'm wrong but i I, like i said i i assuming that they like went assuming they didn't go like at the beginning of the morning if it was any time like in the afternoon i'm not actually surprised that they were able to get out um, that far Uh, but anyway um so they go to where the boat where the coordinates last were and um they hear another boat so they turn off their um their lights and uh it is uh, another boat, but it's not the Coast Guard. Um, it's just some guys on a boat called the MAR. And Sean introduces himself. Do you know what that the... is? Uh, MAR? No, I don't. Mar. Mar? Yeah. Is that not like a name of every fucking city in like Florida off the coast? Something Mar? 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 I mean, there's... It means sea. Okay. Yeah, there's like Miramar. There's uh, Del Mar. Yeah. Mira is to look at, so look at the sea. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I apologize. I don't know Spanish well enough. I forgot most of it. I thought you would have known that for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, you know, the thing is, I, and this is not a huge excuse, almost all the mirror cities, like Mars cities I can think of are all East Coast cities, which, once again, is not, that's not an excuse, but it's just I'm an idiot. Uh, and it's also forgot. I don't know. I can tell you that Punta Gorda is Fat Point. Okay, what do you want from me? Correct. Yeah, so, sorry, Punta Gorda, but uh, we, of course, pronounce it Punta Gorda because we're Hicks. Um, you said it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we bastardized your language. Um Although, technically speaking, you could argue that anyone in Latin America bastardized the language of Spanish already, so I don't really feel that bad about it. Um, you know, we all bastardize languages. That's how language works. Whatever um, you got to tell yourself. I, yeah, I don't feel good about it. Uh, at least we're not like, there's, what was I going to say? There's a city in upstate, uh, not a city, like a small town in upstate New York that is M-A-D-R-I-D, and they pronounce it Madrid, which is the most bastardization of any word I've ever heard. Um, Madrid? Like, really? They, it, they call, they, but they pronounce it Madrid, which is gross. Um, yeah, yeah. At least Ponagorda is just people being lazy. It's not like they. <laughs> it's just because it's, it's easier to say. Anyway, uh, so they're not the Coast Guard, and these guys say that they were been drifting. They were trying to get to Monterey, um, and Sean is of course confused because Monterey is in Mexico. Obviously, there's also Monterey in California. Um, yep. And the yeah, one Sean in, the says, one in Cal- the one in California is one R on the end, and the one in Mexico is two. I believe it's that is correct. Yes. Yes. So Monterrey versus Mon- Mon- Monterrey. I'm glad that the one in California is Monterey because I can't roll my R's. Um, yeah. I, believe me, I tried. Uh, I really have. Um, anyway. So, yeah, those guys on the boat are very sketchy. Um, yes. They introduce – well, they – sorry. Sean introduces Gus as Hummingbird Saltalamachia, which you yeah. already know where my head's going with that. Uh, what? Former MLB catcher Jared Saltalamachia? Correct. Yeah. Um and yeah, so they kind of like the guys on the boat are wondering what they're doing there, um, and they don't really have a good excuse for it. No, their excuse is that say. they're they're hiding from sharks that are genetically altered. They can smell light. Yeah, so it's kind of like a deep blue sea kind of deal, minus exactly. the, being able to detect light and and um, minus L cool J. Yes, correct. Um, deep is bluest. My head is like a shark's fin. Is it head or hat? I've never gotten that. I I, I think cool oh, J like. <laughs> Uh, shark's fin. It's uh, head. Yeah, head is like a shark's fin. Okay. Yeah, I, the, my good friend Michael Springthorpe ha- had the pleasure of seesaw for. He watched it for the first time in, before we went to see the Meg Two together, and it was a really great experience to be able to talk to someone j- just hours after having seen G Plus C for the first time. Um, I heard the Meg Two was terrible. 
you know, it's not very good. It's not as good as the Meg one, and the Meg one's not that good. Um, but I mean, I still don't see anything. I saw the fucking last voyage with the meter. I'll... I heard that was good though. It's fine. I thought I was kind of nonplussed by it, but it's also not really. Well, the thing about it is, the thing I find interesting about vampires is that they can blend in with people. And this was one of those vampire stories that makes vampires look more like beasts than anything. You know, you know, some vampire stories will be like they can't, like they're so beastly that they, it's not even like that's actually, that's the least interesting thing like about Morbius. Vampires. No, because Morbius can turn into a person. I'm thinking more like um, like a thirty well, days okay. of night type thing. If I have it correct, in the cartoon he always looked like that he couldn't change back right correct yeah but okay. i mean okay. i don't if you ask me to make fucking make sense of the movie morbius i can't do that um okay. uh yeah i saw that in theaters but that was to do for I, if i wasn't recording a podcast episode about it i would not have seen that in theaters is it streaming um, yes definitely i don't know where but it is i mean at the very okay. least it's on pvod but i'm saying this is yeah, not i want to pay for that it's not worth your time like even if it is streaming there are so many movies that are dumb and fun bad, Morbius is genuinely just not entertaining bad. It's just, it's just not. It's just poorly made and just boring. It's it, not, no, don't. It can't be worse than licorice pizza. That's a fucking ridiculous thing that you just said. <laughs> and so anyway, they get back to the, the the land and Lassie and Jules are there and it turns out that Henry didn't call them. Uh, they came themselves because apparently Sean was right. They found two 22 slugs in the sea lion. He was murdered. And at this point, I'm like, dude, who the fuck did this to just shoot a fucking sea lion with a gun? Not even like a spear gun, like a fucking gun gun. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah, exactly. Seeing a wild animal and stuffing it with a biscuit. Uh, so Rand- Randy Labeda is being interrogated and he has an owl on his shoulder, which is a funny visual. Um, yeah. And uh, they he's being interrogated by Lassie. Um, but last gets interrupted because the FBI is talking is on wants to talk about those smugglers. And so Jules comes in with April, which feels like a very big piece of police misconduct to bring in a random other witness into an interrogation. Um, but yeah, correct. Yeah. They bring him in. Uh, they bring her, she comes in. Um, and basically they, you know, she points out that he has animal tracking software on his laptop and typically the aquarium doesn't track animals after they release them. So, What's the deal? And he basically admits to wanting to track Shabby, and I yes. forgot why that is. Because they wanted to make it a national. He wanted to put basically do it on his show as a national story. It was like publicity thing that he wanted to gotcha. like make a TV program. Um, and uh, and then they ask, "Why did you release Shabby so far away from where you were supposed to?" And this is where he asks to make his phone call. Um, and he calls his assistant, who says to burn all the tapes. Uh, and take a vacation for a week in Mexico. But the assistant says, I can't. Your hair analysts are reviewing the footage. <laughs> yes, correct. And so, shockingly, he doesn't have a hair analyst. But, um, you know, we cut back to the the boys uh, watching the tape. Um, and, you know, bingo. They find they're reviewing the footage. And Lebeda seems like a total prick, of course, off camera. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Sean deduces after seeing what he saw is that he's not a murderer. He's just an egomaniac. Yeah. Um, That's the reason they the reason they did it. Oh, sorry, go. Yeah, basically, the they released uh, Shabby um, further away from where he was supposed to be released was because there was a bunch of boats passing by in the background, so they wanted a better shot. Yeah, exactly. And so we then see when they actually place they actually released him in the background is the boat Mar. Uh, a question: What would you name your boat if uh, 
if you had one? Uh, oh, God. If I had a boat? Uh, fuck, The Live Forever? The Live Forever? Yeah, it's a Simpsons joke. Um, ah. It was like a it was like a, like a play on... Um, okay, so there's this series... Okay, the guy who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show, his name is Rainier Wolfcastle. Okay. That's so he has a name. bunch of... Yeah, he has a bunch of like... Uh, it's weird, because over the course of like five episodes over like six years, they have like little random parts of a movie in the background mm-hmm. of like random scenes. Sure. So it's basically like a lethal weapon kind of thing, where yeah. like there's like... His partner's like a Danny Glover type. And they're sitting at a diner and they're having food and, you know, he's about to, uh, his partner's about to retire and he's like, oh yeah, I'm about to retire and go on my boat called the live forever. Basically Mm -hmm. implying he's about to fucking die. And sure enough. Yeah. So it was that whole thing. So yeah. That's a good good reason to name. If I had a boat, I would name it. There's a thing that the most like old man moment that my dad ever had in our lives, which we make fun of him for all the time is me and my dad and our family friends were in Boston when I was visiting Emerson College, and we were in the Boston, at Boston Harbor. And he saw a boat that was called the Doolittle, but it was a space in it in between. And he just uh-huh. says in the most sincere, like, eight, like boomer-ass voice, Doolittle, I hear that. <laughs> and so even though that's a horrible, like, even though, like, I on the surface, I think that obviously, like, that's a shitty name for a boat, I would have to name my boat the Doolittle, do and then in underneath, he quotes, I hear that, because yeah. it's, it's like, such a, um, literally, anytime there's a boat, we, we have to make fun of him for it, because it, it was the sincerity with which he said it, because he's usually not that corny of a guy. Is that anyway. a dad joke guy? No, he is a dad joke guy, but like that's not even a dad joke. That's like a humorless guy joke. You know what I mean? Like the least, the least funny, your friend's least funny dad was the one who would have a book called The Doolittle. Um, anyway, I hear that. I hear that. So that's very yeah. gus too. Exactly. Um, you know that's right. Uh, and so they realize that these guys, the Mar guys, are bad news. They clearly um, weren't on the way to Monterey, and so they're clearly trying to find something. And so when the assistant tries to get down the door. They go with plan B of how they're going to escape. And how was that? Uh, Gus pretends that he's dead and that Sean <laughs> killed him. And so Sean runs out first. And then when the guy shows up a little closer, uh, Gus takes off running too. Yeah. So they go back to the harbor and they're like, well, we can't steal his boat, his uh, Henry's boat for a second time. because, And then, of course, he ends up being there. Um, and uh, yeah. And so then we cut to uh, Juliet and April having a little conversation. It's a little. It's about a little man named Sean Spencer. Yeah, basically, April asked. Um, she asked Jules like, "What's up with Sean?" And um, she's like, "What do you mean?" And basically, she kind of expresses mm. that she's into him and that maybe she'd want to go out with him or whatever. And judging from Juliet's um, body mm. language and general demeanor, it just seems like she's a little shaken. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's uh, something there. Who knows? Exactly. So then we cut to uh, after they get you know turned away by Henry, um, they see the crew of the Mar uh, unloading some stuff, and so they sneak on the boat, and they see that they have a bunch of fancy technology, um, GPS, radar, sonar, some lights, a net, and then a tracking tag, uh, which was for obviously for wildlife of some kind, and then they see some twenty two bullets, and so they realize oh shit these are the bad guys, um, but before they could leave. They start on the back, so they then hide in the like the storage place underneath. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, they're stowing away. 
they make a joke about out of sight, but a gay yeah. version of it, which is exactly great. Um, yeah, well, the reference is funny, but I just don't like. I see it's just it's people just forget how casual the homophobia was in the two thousands. It just was so normal, and yeah. Is there even a scene like that in Out of Sight? I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, like it's the whole bit is that when uh, George Clooney's escaping from prison, him and uh, J Lo get stuck in the back of a trunk. And, like, yeah, I haven't seen cute. that movie. I haven't seen that movie since I was like eleven or twelve years old. So it is a good I movie. Really... I mean. Sodi doesn't. Sodi doesn't miss. So I, you know, I can't. Uh, uh, I, 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 he doesn't miss. I, but I'm, I'm someone like you know. Me. I, I, I'm one fucking. That one show was really fucking bad. Which one? Is it Mosaic. Mosaic. I didn't watch. I, I haven't watched all of his TV shows. To be fair, um, but yeah, anyway, terrible. generally speaking, I'll, I'll say this: for the amount of shots he puts up, he doesn't miss that much. You know, because he makes he makes like seventeen movies in between every time, like PTA makes one. So, you know, yeah. Um, so okay, when they're down there in the in the storage uh, area, they find a flight plan for the Rocinante, which mm-hmm. is the the smuggler, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the robbers. What is the robbers? The robbers? Yeah, the jewel, the smugglers. The smugglers, yeah, the smugglers. So it looks like Sean at this point has solved the crime, and uh, he shoots a text over to Juliet and. Basically, it tells her to turn on Shabby's transmitter because they are there and they turn it on. And according to the transmitter, it's saying that they're still on land. So yeah. it doesn't seem to jive with what where they think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure enough, uh, eventually they do make a stop somewhere and they decide to get out of there. And it looks like they're at a cannery, right? It's cannery, yes. that's what you call yeah. it? Yep. Okay. And so they get out and then the two guys in the mar see them and they're like, oh, this is not my boat. Our boat's called the Just Chillin', and so they pull out a gun on them. They make them go That's down. That's a good name. Yeah, it is. Uh, and they basically explain what happened was that they were looking for that the plane that went out in the lightning storm crashed, and they were trying to find the wreckage in the coral reef, uh, and that and they get, got spooked by uh, Shabby because Shabby had a GPS tracker on him, so they mm-hmm. thought it was a person maybe. So they shot him, uh, and uh, yeah, and they have Gus tries to pronounce "see an enemy." Um, and what was Sean doing? What, 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 this whole time, what has Sean been doing? Um, he's been... I'm oh, looking he's, for a specific he, word. Yeah, he's been stalling. Um, and how would Rucker Howard say that? Stalling. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did like. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, they're asking why he's stalling, and it's clear why, because the cops are going to be right there. And so, sure enough, they do show up, and... You know, uh, Sean gives Lassie the details on basically what they were looking for and tells him it's a two-way street and that the diamonds are in the boat that exactly. they just came off of. So so they got Lassie another W. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we get um, back, go back to the office and uh, April shows up to see say hi to Sean. Sean is putting whipped cream in Gus's desk. Um, okay, I was wondering why he was doing that. It just a random I thing think just be- I think just to be a dick. I don't know. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, and you know, she tells him that they hired her back and he got, she got the choice to take, uh, you know, Rubana's office and she said no, which was dumb. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, they don't let, uh, and she says they don't let people ride dolphins. Um, which Sean is just, but maybe, maybe an interaction might be. Yeah. I don't know why he says no to that. I mean, you know, it's, I, you know, I also don't know why anyone would think that a dolphin has like the swimming strength to pull you like it's not i don't think you actually could ride a dolphin like that 
at least at least you couldn't ride a dolphin on top of it. I think the strength of the the weight of you pushing a dolphin down. You. It could pull you, but I don't think you could you know sit on top of it. I think it would actually just like not be able to move, I think. Well, he should have learned that from that one summer he spent at uh SeaWorld or whatever. Exactly, yeah. He, he's had ample opportunity to ride a dolphin. Um and so uh he asked instead, uh how about dinner between you and me? And how did she respond? She says that she would absolutely love to, but she doesn't want to get in the way of him and her. And I mean, we know what that means. And mm-hmm. basically she exits and wishes him luck. And that's where the episode ends. Exactly. And what would you give this episode out of 10? I gave it a seven and a half out of 10. So do I. It's fine. It's a you know, middle of the road episode. Um, but what do you give uh, if people want to know where to follow you on Twitter and see such thoughts as like, I'm down bad and, or I got a stomachache, where can people follow you? Yeah, it's a lot more graphic than that, but it's... I know, uh, I, I, I was I was doing you a service by not going there. At, at Andre Barrera on Twitter. I'm not going to even say the other one because it's no. clearly not going to happen. No, uh, I'm at the J Christie on Twitter. Please rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more important than that, tune in next time as we talk about Lassie did a bad, bad thing. Mm-hmm.